Hello, friends. Welcome back to Love Wrestling. It is WrestleMania week, so you know I had to kick it off on a great note, chatting with one of professional wrestling's finest. You used to know him as Justin Gabriel. You currently know him as the Darewolf. And within a few hours, you are going to know him as the Arcade Mania champion, PJ Black joining me. PJ, it is great to see you. Thank you for joining me on uh, on the precipice of something very, very cool in Los Angeles. But how are you doing? How are you feeling heading into uh, heading into Mania Week? Yeah, thanks for having me, Spencer. Uh, Mania Week is always fun. It's a little bit chaotic, and you know I live in LA, so this year it's in LA, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something special for sure. There's so you're, much you're happening. At- wow, like I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're gonna talk about a few other things happening, but there's so many things happening. You're at the very least well-versed in all of those uh, quirky travel arrangements and that that I see everybody tweeting about already, hey? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily I, luckily, I live in L.A., so this the, this one year, I don't have to deal with all that stuff, luckily. I've already seen everybody tweeting out, like, make sure you take a little bit of extra time. It's only supposed to rain on Wednesday, but nothing is going <laughs> to rain on your parade on March 29th. You're going to be part of Arcade Mania taking on a bunch of who's who's in the wrestling world in some old school video games. I saw Mortal Kombat, a part of it, as well as some professional wrestling fans. Talk to me a little bit about it because it's a really, really cool concept. Maybe something that uh, you wouldn't traditionally see in a wrestling event or on WrestleMania week. So uh, talk me through Arcade Mania a little bit. Yeah, so no even. Vega is a club promoter here in Hollywood, but also internationally. He's one of the first Americans to run shows in Iceland and Denmark and very isolated places. Cool. And uh, he's just a he's a massive wrestling fan. You know, he back in the day, he was uh, roommates with um, Eli Drake, which is now LA, LA Knight. So he knows, you know, everybody knows who he is and everybody knows the parties he's put on. And obviously, he's a big wrestling fan. And he was like, hey... I think like Mania's in town. Like, why don't we run an event? He's like, and and we run these uh, Mortal Kombat uh, league tournaments all over LA all the time. You know, I'm like I'm like top five in the league. I'm very proud of that. Hey, cool. <laughs> that without, without even training, and I not, recently I've tra- <laughs> I've been training because I actually want to win that belt. You know, we, we we cannot let a fan win that belt. Hopefully, it's got to be one of the wrestlers. But that's that's what's so unique about this experience. You know, it's like a like an immersive, it's like a super meet and greet, if you will, you know, where fans get to play against wrestlers and certain fans with VIP packages will get their own entrance songs. And, you know, I mean, that that's never happened before. That's something completely unique that Noe came up with. And I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the first one. I mean, he wants to run these monthly. I mean, someone's got to defend that title, right? But uh, yeah, let's let's see what happens on the first one. You know, the first events are always very, very interesting. And uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Well, you got some people who are very well noted, not just as professional wrestlers, but as gamers as well. Chris Masters, Carlito, Santino Morella, and of course, Worldwide Underground implodes with John Morrison taking part as well. Are you uh, are you looking out for anybody? Is there maybe someone you think is going to be a particular challenge or are you just walking in ready to just take the championship and walk out? Yeah, you know, like from from all the boys playing, I, I kind of like know how they play, and like I I I I know them very well. Uh, Chavo, I know is very competitive, so I know he's probably been training all week for this. He's very very competitive, so uh, he's probably the only guy I, I have to watch out for, I guess. And I have to mention, I would be remiss if I didn't. Juventud Guerrera as the official DJ for this. How uh, how cool is that going to be to have Hoovy spinning the tunes? 
Oh, that's really cool. I'm really excited. You know, like who you on the decks playing your intro song. Like that's like, I mean, that's that's worth the ticket emission alone. Couldn't agree with you more. Now, of course, you're not only taking part in Arcade Mania, but a couple of bookings throughout WrestleMania, including as part of Pandemonium Pro Wrestling. You're in a 30-person elimination match with like Warhorse, Chris Bay, Bussy, a ton of great people. Why are you uh why are you taking part in this? What makes you so excited about uh being a part of Pandemonium Pro Wrestling? Because I I believe the winner of that is becomes the number one contender for the title, you know. And I mean, this show happens right before Arcade Mania. If I can if I can become a number one contender for this one and win the title, I mean that's a that's a good day, right? That's a that's a really good <laughs> Wednesday. Usually usually shows happen on weekends, so this will be a fun Wednesday. <laughs> I don't disagree with you at all, man. Over the last little bit, it seems as though you've been a little bit more selective in your bookings, but some pretty cool ones as well. You've taken part in the SWA in Australia, and you made your return to Impact a couple of months ago. What was the process like there, and how cool was it for you to be back for the first time in quite some time, to say the least? Yeah, that was cool. I mean, that was cool to see a bunch of old friends, and Heath is there. You know, he's, he's he'll always be like a brother to me, and it was good to catch up with him and all the guys. And um yeah, it was so far. It was just for the tournaments. We've been talking about some other stuff on the side. Nothing is coming to fruition. I feel like mania season, right? Every everything's up in the air. Everyone's like scrambling to do this super show and this and travel here. So like all those negotiations kind of like went nowhere. That's maybe it'll pick up again after mania. Who knows? But like you said, I'm, I'm very selective. I, I I pick and choose where I want to go, and if something looks really fun, you know, arcade mania looks extremely fun. So I, I mean, I, that was a no brainer for me. <laughs> It was pretty cool even tying it back to Santino a little bit, but he mentioned about a month ago that you were specifically a guy he'd really like to have in Impact. Now he's the director of authority now. Maybe that comes with a little bit of cachet, but how cool is it to have someone like Santino be like, this is a guy that I think can be a real asset to our promotion? I mean, he's not wrong, is he? <laughs> no, that's, that's kind of cool. It made me feel good because I had no idea he saw me in such a light, you know, and he's a fantastic guy for the job. And uh, that's kind of cool to hear. Someone else told me that yesterday, too. I had no idea. I must have missed that interview. But um, hopefully it, this opens uh, some some more negotiations with him, too, you know. So, I mean, he, I know I know he's got some pull now that now he's got <laughs> so he can put in a word for me, hopefully. Prior to the uh, prior to the closure of Ring of Honor, or at least the previous iteration of Ring of Honor, you were there primarily, and now obviously they're rebooted, looking badass, looking really, really cool. What uh, what are your opinions on the rebooted ROH? I love it. I think it's cool. I think it's really, really cool. Uh, same thing as the negotiations, and they kind of went nowhere. I mean, I'd really like to be part of it. You know, like Ring of Honor was my home for the last few years, and uh, I what they what they're what Tony's going to do with this product, it looks cool, man. Like, I mean, the, the, the venue is the same as where they shoot the, the AEW stuff, but it just has a different feel. I don't know if it's yeah, if it's the layout or the fans, but I mean, you, you know what I mean, right? I can't explain it, but I mean, as a fan, you, you, you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. Now, is a contract the goal? That might be a dumb question, but like you just said earlier, you're you're a little bit more selective with your bookings. You're looking to chase real cool opportunities. And in the best of ways, sometimes a contract does get in the way of maybe going out, like you say, to Australia or taking some of these arcade bookings like you're getting. What uh, what are you sort of leaning towards? Are you liking free agent PJ Black or is it uh, maybe looking for a little bit more stability on that end? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, you go through stages in life, right? I mean, obviously, everyone would like some stability, but I do like the freedom of, of picking and choosing where I go. You know, like like you said, I could just pack up and go to Australia, and then I went to South Africa before that, and we went to Dubai before that. 
it's it's cool that I can pick and choose these, you know, and I and I especially pick places that I haven't been before. You know, with WWE, I travel to like 40, 50 countries, but like, you know, we never get to spend time there. So I have yeah. something coming up in France in, in July, which I'm really excited cool. about because it's a place I've been to, but I haven't really explored. So now I'm going to spend a couple of days there and explore and, you know, do the touristy thing and and then and get paid for the for, to, to go hang out there for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad little working vacation. Hey, that's pretty cool. 50 countries. I think that sometimes people um, you sort of just see the travel schedule for wrestling promotions pop up and you just sort of say, oh, they're in, you know, wherever it may be. But 50 countries is pretty insane. Is there uh, maybe a favorite you've been only, to so far? That was only with WWE. I've, I've wrestled in 65 countries. Uh, cool. Been to I've been to 70, wrestled in 65. You know, I grew up in Africa, so I hit a lot of the African countries, which a lot of guys don't have. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to pick a favorite. They all are have their pros and cons, like like anything, like any any, any business or country or place or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, you know. <laughs> there's, there's so many cool places, so many beautiful places. As far as probably like a, a wrestling-based Fan base, uh, Belgium has to be one of my favorites. You know, like oh, I neat. remember going there with W, yeah, with WWE, and uh, the arena kind of looked like Gotham City. It had like this glow in the dark paint everywhere, and the bus would drive underground. And you know, those shows used to sell out within an hour. So like the fans there were crazy because I mean, we used to go there like once every two years, so they didn't get a lot of wrestling there. Mm -hmm. Now you talked about traveling throughout South Africa, obviously being from there, you'd have a bit of a grip on the thing, but it's been a couple of years since I've heard you do an interview and talking about the, uh, the scene down there, obviously you mentioned it was growing and coming from a bit of a place that uh, maybe it had died off after, after you chose to leave. But uh, what's the scene like nowadays in South Africa? I've seen some promotions pop up. You've even wrestled for Slam Force against RVD down there in, uh, in the last mm -hmm. recent past, I guess. But what's it like in the uh, South African wrestling scene now? That's a good question, actually, because no no one touches on this. It's like really up and coming, and I'm very excited about it. You know, eventually I want to go back and open up some schools. Or whenever I go back, when I went back recently, I went back for Christmas and I, I wrestled for one of the local promotions. One of the kids that I grew up with, actually, um, we had some photos of us at seven, eight years old wrestling with masks in, in front of people during intermission <laughs> of shows. You know, so I mean, me and him grew up going to the shows, so there was like a built-in storyline. But long story short, there's so many up and coming kids that I want to help. And, and there's even more that don't know how to get into wrestling. You know, like I'm one of the only South Africans to ever make it, you know, other than the, the other few around there. <laughs> but I, I get emails all the time and I get questions on social media asking the same questions. I have this copy and paste answer that I that I that I send them now, you know, sending them to one of the schools because nobody knows where to start. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm really, really excited for the future of South African wrestling. Very cool. Get the product placement in. We'll make Represent. sure to plug them in the, uh, we'll make sure to send a link in that little description down there as well too. That kind of transitions yes, me please. nicely as well, because you've talked a ton about the Nexus and yeah, I do have a couple of questions on that end, but I always really loved your tag team with TJ Wilson. I think it was a little bit more short lived than it should have been and maybe didn't reach the heights. I think a lot of people should have. So maybe take me through uh tag teaming with TJ. I mean, to me, he's one of the, the best, right? I mean, it, there's there's a handful of people who understand wrestling inside and outside of the ring, the psychology, if you will, for lack of a better term. And he's one of them, you know, like him, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Jamie Noble. I put them all in that same basket where they they they, be, they used to be fantastic wrestlers, but they're even better agents. 
you know, he's he still works there. It's unfortunate about his injury. I mean, he's been wrestling for almost as long as I have. It was it was just funny. It was a timing issue because we were getting that little push, and then he got injured for the first time in 15 years. And then when he came back, I got injured, and then he got injured again, like right after that. It just it just never took off. But we had a couple of good matches. Nice little run. We got to tag with uh, Rey Mysterio at at um, Survivor Series, and we won. So you know, we had a couple of couple of good memories. I saw you posted about Ray on Instagram the other day. What does it mean to you? Just you looked up to him, obviously, but as a wrestling fan and as a guy who I think considers him a mentor in a lot of ways, to see him go into the WWE Hall of Fame this week. I mean, he, I mean, he deserves it one hundred percent. There's no doubt about that. You know, I, I, I have a feeling it's it's a little bit too early. I feel like he's still got something in him, but maybe he knows something that we don't. You know, I remember like when we started Lucha Underground. He was kind of not sure if he was going to keep wrestling, like he had knee problems and everything. But, you know, that 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 locker room was such a unique locker room. It was, I mean, it'll, it's something that will never be recreated again, ever in wrestling, ever, ever, ever. And, you know, it made him feel good. And we had good matches and, and good chemistry. And there was really good storylines and storytelling. And it just made him, he said it made him feel young again. And I mean, look at him now. I mean, that, that was like, what, six, seven years ago. And then he had he went on this crazy, like, world run. And then, and then back to WWE and now into the Hall of Fame. So well-deserved. And like you said, like, we, I mean, we all look up to him. He's been doing it for, what, like three decades? Like, <laughs> I think every single person knows Hulk Hogan and Rey Mysterio at this stage. Yeah, it's pretty cool to say that, like, at, I think, 46 or whatever his age may be, I don't want to date the individual, but uh, the guy might be doing the best work of his career, which is insane considering the body of work throughout his career, right? I agree, I agree, but you know what, I, I look back at guys, like, look at Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Edge, like, look at all these guys, they did their best work between, like, 40 and 45, so maybe that is, like, the peak for a wrestler, maybe, I don't know. I just yeah. I just hit my forties, so I'm, I'm hoping to get this uh, one one little last push. And I was just like gonna say you're finishing my sentence for <laughs> me, but do you feel like you're sort of hitting your stride as a pro wrestler? Because again, you look at your body I, of work, and you're a multi-time tag team champion. You've certainly hit the heights through some of the biggest promotions in the world. But you know, you mentioned it yourself. You're right in that wheelhouse. How are you feeling now? I mean, I feel great. My body has never felt better. I mean, I, stronger. I mean, I can feel myself slowing down on certain things. But I mean, as you get older, you start like thinking, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Not better, but smart. You work smarter, not harder, if that makes yeah. any sense. You know, like it, it, it's not in the sense where I do less spots or less moves or whatever, but just you just you you just have a knack. I've learned something like a, a funny, funny story going on a, on a little tangent here, but I... I took a year out to try to be a professional poker player. Um, and it's a skill that I've learned from wrestling. A skill, and then I never knew, you know, like old school wrestling, we used to listen to the crowd and you, it's a, this is a lost art, by the way, because now it's just choreographed matches. No, not all the time, but, the, you know, some people still get this lost art and you have to like feel like, like we were talking earlier about that feel of honor. You can't really explain it, but you know what's supposed to come next and what people want. You can kind of like feel that yeah. for like I don't know I don't know how to put that in words but I you know it, it taught me so many other skills in life and then the, the poker playing was one and I'm thinking like wow I, I, I at least I realize these skills and I should build on these skills and just get better and better maybe that's that's what they mean when you get to this age and you and you you know doing the best work of your life because all those little things just click 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 
obviously you don't want to think post and ring career here and that, but like you talk about sort of getting more of a mindset for the wrestling business through a career. Would that maybe apply to like taking on a new role, like commentary or agenting, like, uh, like you were talking about with TJ earlier, is that, uh, maybe something that you'd look towards in the future or while you're still, uh, in the midst of your in-ring career? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I've been teaching a lot of seminars around the world and I think I'm a good coach. I really, really want to set something up in South Africa. Like I said, there's a lot of young up and comers that I want to help, but not yet. I still want to, I still want to do this one little last run. I've been trying, I've been negotiating, talking to some people. I actually got offered an NXT coaching job, but I was like, oh, I'm not ready oh, cool. for this yet. I can, I can do maybe, maybe do one little run, you know? And uh, again, negotiations went nowhere because it's WrestleMania and all that stuff. And, Maybe maybe giving up some spoiler alerts here, but uh, it didn't go anywhere, so I don't, it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. But maybe that's a sign. That's a good thing, you know, because I, I can definitely definitely squeeze out an, another few more years, at, at least until my body like says no more, and I feel good. Like my, you know, I have steel pins in my legs from uh, base jumping and everything, but I'm like, my body still feels good. Like I can do everything that I can, much better and much better pace than I used to. So I'm going to do it until my body says no more. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a base jumping thing. It's not a wrestling thing yet. The body's <laughs> fine from wrestling. Uh, I had to ask, yeah, exactly. what are your thoughts on uh, Wade Barrett as a commentator? I think it's fantastic. I think he's great. He's, he's entertaining and he'll always be one of my boys. So like, <laughs> I'm all for it. If you do ever make that transition, a good partner for you, hey? Exactly, exactly. Hey, hey, never say never, right? It's, it's still going to happen. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And then the other one that I did want to touch on, because I told you I had a couple of Nexus questions, but it asked a lot of the same stuff. I wanted to ask, like, you mentioned briefly in an interview that one of the guys, like, did your theme music over the last couple of years, if I'm remembering correct? Oh, yeah, my new music, my new theme, uh, Tarver did that, actually. I, I wrote it. I wrote the, the beat and, like, uh, the guys that mixed it did a fantastic job. They did a better job than I, because I'm not a musician, but I kind of knew what I wanted, you know, and I gave him some words to hit. And he's a Christian rapper. He has many albums out. If you guys don't know him, check him out. Monster Tarver on Instagram. Like he did a fantastic job. Wow. He's, he's amazing. I always love those little nuggets, especially like you say, you guys have kept in contacts. You guys are like brothers when you're talking about Heath. It's uh, it's cool to hear that applies even just outside of wrestling, like we were talking about. Talk about them outside and inside of wrestling. You're going to be taking on John Morrison and others tomorrow, March 29th at Arcade Mania. But PJ, if the people want to find you inside or outside of the ring, where can they do so online and uh, anywhere in between? I'm pretty active on Instagram at PJ450. Um, but yeah, just 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 check out Arcade Mania 23 on Instagram. Like be a lot of trash talking. I saw John, John, uh, Johnny Combat or Johnny Arcade, whatever he calls himself, <laughs> did a nice little promo on there. And then so did Hoovy and uh, some of the other guys. So just check out uh, our arcade mania.club for now. And then and then after that, we'll I guess we'll chat again when I'm the champ. <laughs> Uh, it's a consistent booking, whether you're talking about at the arcade or on the podcast. I always got time for you. Thank you very much for having the time for me today. Friends, if you've got the opportunity, it's going to be a crazy WrestleMania week, but make sure you're checking out Arcade Mania amongst the myriad of great independent wrestling shows going on. You'll get the opportunity to hang out with PJ, with John Morrison, hear some tunes from Juventud Guerrera, and then kick off Mania Week right with some great professional wrestling shows. If you want to keep up to date with the latest and greatest from the world of wrestling, wherever podcasts are played, videos are viewed, or awesome content's created by awesome people, check us out at Love Wrestling CA. I However you choose to support, it is always appreciated, as was the time again today, PJ. Thanks once again for taking it for me, and thank you once again for taking the time for tuning in.
we'll see you on the next one.